Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. This is David Ingalls. Has anyone told you today that God loves you and that he has a plan for your life? I have a very important question I want to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm a whosoever, and you are too. I want to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless those listening to my voice. Bless their family with long, healthy lives. Make yourself real to them. If they aren't born again, I pray that they receive Jesus as Lord right now. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Listening ones, if you would like to receive the gift that God has for you, say this prayer after me from your heart. Say it from your lips out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead. I believe that you're coming back again for me. Oh God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. Give me a holy boldness to tell others about Jesus Christ. According to the word of God in my prayer, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. My brother, my sister, I welcome you to the family of God. Be sure to tell someone about your prayer and get into a Bible teaching church family right away. Always remember, run to God and not from God because He loves you and has a great plan for your life.
Right. It's unreal. <laughs> she gave us salvation that we could say we do more. Hello, welcome everybody. Hopefully you can hear me now. Um, hopefully we're having we were having some technical difficulty, and hopefully you can hear me. So welcome to the world of technology. <laughs> So I am glad that everybody joined me, no matter what part of the world you're listening from. And I have a call here. I'm going to try and answer. We had some technical difficulties before. So I'm going to see if that person can hear me. And actually, I'm going to go to a, a I'm going to play something audio for you. This is David Ingalls. Has anyone told you today that God loves you and that he has a plan for your life? I have a very important question I want to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm a whosoever, and you are too. I want to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless those listening to my voice. Bless their family with long, healthy lives. Make yourself real to them. If they aren't born again, I pray that they receive Jesus as Lord right now. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Listening ones, if you would like to receive the gift that God has for you, say this prayer after me from your heart. Say it from your lips out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead. I believe that you're coming back again for me. Oh God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. Give me a holy boldness to tell others about Jesus Christ. According to the Word of God and my prayer, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. My brother, my sister, I welcome you to the family of God. Be sure to tell someone about your prayer and get into a Bible teaching church family right away. Always remember, run to God and not from God because He loves you and has a great plan for your life. And amen to that. So welcome 
to Fire Talk Radio, everybody. Whatever part of the world you're listening from, I am so glad that you joined us tonight. I felt like the Lord laid on my heart to to teach a special teaching on the fire of God and its impact in our lives, and and so I'm really excited about it. And I had I am just really really delighted to to be teaching on this on this word and so tonight and I was uh praying earlier and I I um I felt to uh, uh I asked a friend of mine actually if she wanted to join me tonight in in sharing her thoughts on um on on the fire of God. We went to Bible college together. Um and the Lord is the Lord is really using her in a mighty way. In fact, she does teachings on Skype. She does teachings on the internet uh, to different parts of the world, Pakistan. I think she even does in India. And um, but uh, she's uh, she has a heart for people, a, a, a love for the Word of God, and uh, she she loves souls, and so. Um, we're going to be sharing tonight and on the fire of God. It's, it's a special special topic tonight. And so, um, uh, you know, we're going to be we're going to be sharing on that. And uh, so, I'm looking forward to it myself. And so, I am going. This lady's name. Her name is Donna Burke. And uh, the lady that I went to school with, her name is Donna, Donna Burke. And like I said, she speaks and she teaches and preaches from her computer to people in another another place. So that, that right there is really, really exciting. And so right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and and for some reason I'm hearing some beeping so I'm not exactly sure why but um we'll find out but hopefully I won't have any technical difficulties and I'm going to introduce you to Donna right now Donna you're live on the air right now can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I was uh, letting the people know about our our special uh, topic tonight, the fire of God, and it's one of my favorite topics, actually. <laughs> oh, I yes. Just, I, 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 mine, too. I love the fire. <laughs> yes, I, I do, too. I, I love the fire of God, the, the fire of the God, and... and um, his uh just his the topic itself and also experiencing it because it's an experience it's um it's you know his feeling it and uh, his presence and the fire of god has has a purpose it's not just to feel feel wonderful and uh which it does it blesses us but it has a purpose the purpose is to to cleanse us and to empower us to 
to do a work in our hearts and our lives so that we can we can be a witness to other people and that we can do the works of the ministry, how God wants us to do it. So what are your thoughts on all of that, Donna? Well, amen. I mean, you know, the the fire comes to, to, to burn out everything of us that we don't need in us and then to ignite the Spirit of God in us. So it gets rid of all of that 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 we don't need, and then it sets on fire and ignites what we need in us to you know to to be able to go out and to minister for the Lord and to to reach out to to people that are hurting and and the people that are in need and to reach out and and to allow his his fire and his spirit to flow through us yes i agree I agree with that because. You know, I mean, there is, um, I just, just, the fire of God is, is, it's amazing because I just, I love the fire of God. I mean, you know, on, on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, and I'm going to look up that scripture in a moment, unless you happen to have it right in front of you, um, but I'm going to look that up right now and uh, actually I'm going to get no I'm not let me strike reverse that (laughs) I'm going to actually go and I'm going to look up Matthew if everybody wants to turn in their Bible with me to Matthew 311 and then Luke 316 Uh, is that you whistling a little bit there Donna yes I'm with you Oh, no, you were whistling a little bit there. Uh, you oh. had a bit of um, audio stuff going on, but um, I think I'm echoing, or you're echoing. But um, I think it's all right now. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to... I am going to go to Matthew 3.11 and Luke 3.16. In Matthew 3.11, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And in Luke 3.16, it reads, John answered, saying, To all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So John the Baptist was telling the people about Jesus, the one that that was his cousin, that he didn't even feel worthy to unloose his his sandals to even to even help him take his shoe off he he didn't feel that and and in that day in those days when you washed people's feet or you even put their sandal on that was actually the lowest of low jobs back in those days of of being a servant uh, it was actually the lowest of the low, if you want to make it, if you want to call it something like that. So for him, and and this was Jesus, the, the Word made flesh. This was the Son of God, and for for John, you know, who's also known as John the Baptist, 
to say I, I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to release, loose. So basically helping him take off his shoes, he felt that was, you know, he wasn't even worthy to do that. And as I said, in those days, you had servants, and then you had the servants that washed the feet. And that was, if you want to find the lowest job, that would be it, Donna. Because, but for, for John, he's saying, I'm not even worthy to loose that for him. And and he's coming. And because John was baptizing people with water, but he was talking about Jesus who was coming that would baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. And so that right there is, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I I I think all of us, um, you know, can sort of relate to how John was feeling there. Because at times, and in fact, most of the time in our lives, we just we do we feel so unworthy to to be ones that that uh, you know to carry God's spirit, to carry His fire. Yet He did choose us. You know, He just like He chose John to to be His messenger and to go before him to make straight the path, he also has chosen us to carry that same fire. Um, and, of course, you know, we're not worthy in ourselves, but through him and through his, through his grace, his mercy, through his finished work on the cross and with his spirit in us, then we are able and worthy to go forth in the fire of God to, to reach the nations for him. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. Because, um, yeah, that's uh, that is for that's for sure. Because, um, uh, I mean, there's a lot of times I don't feel I don't feel I don't I mean I don't feel worthy. But then again, I have to I have to remember that because he I mean, he finds all of us worthy. Um, he, you know, we're worthy to him because we're valuable enough that he, he, he sent his only son to, to pay the price and, um, to, to send, you know, Jesus, I mean, Jesus came, God sent him, you know, Jesus is God in the flesh. And then, uh, um, you know, so with, with that, with him sending him down, then obviously we're worthy enough to Jesus for Jesus to take on all our sin, our sickness, our disease, and and all of these things. So um, that right there is is going to be. I mean, if I if I didn't feel worthy, I mean, God God finds me worthy. God finds you worthy. It'd be like it'd be. Um, going out and, and purchasing something or something like that, and, and that that thing may not you it may not look like much to somebody or may not feel like much or something, but to, to God it's all um, you know it's uh, to Him it is uh, we are we are worth it because He paid the ultimate price and that price was His blood. Being tortured, I mean, having uh, having his his beard plucked out, I mean, really stressing over in the Garden of Gethsemane because he knew 
he knew what he was going to go through. Uh, and, I mean, he went through, he went through a lot. He, he went through a lot of horrific, horrific things for, for you and I. And so to me, whether or not I have this, this, uh, this me thinking that I'm not worth it, he, he does. Amen. Amen. He does. He, he does. And, you know, that's something that we need to try to make sure that we do. Not that we're anything in ourselves, but in Christ we are everything. And we need to see ourselves as he sees us. Because if we look at ourselves just in the natural, you know, we would be unable um, to, to, to really accomplish anything. I know I can't accomplish anything without him and without his, him, uh, you know, uh, doing the work through me, but praise God, you know, he, he, he sends his spirit, his fire to, will get, give that to us so that we can go out and accomplish that which he wants accomplished. Right, and with with the um, you know in Acts one eight it says you shall receive power, you know when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses. And I'll look it up right now, but it's in uh, verse. Uh, I mean, it's in the chapter the eight. Listen to me. <laughs> verse it's eight, chapter one, verse eight. <laughs> and so, but um, let's see here. Because, you know, it talks about how the power, how the fire, you know, it empowers us. The Holy Ghost empowers us. It says in Acts 1, verse 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost, I mean when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So that you know, his, his yes his his Holy Spirit when when he comes upon us, I mean his Holy Ghost and plus you think about it the fire of God gives us you know it gives us the um, the power to be his witness and uh, uh, you know so um, it gives us it gives us the power to be his witness which. Which is awesome. Plus, the fire of God. When the fire of God comes on you, I mean, it, yeah, praying in tongues at the baptism. But if, but giving us the power to be a witness, a person is not going to go who doesn't have the fire of God. And I'm not talking bad about them. I'm just saying, if they don't have the fire of God, if they're out witnessing, witnessing, and the Holy Ghost tells them jump on the city bus with permission from the bus driver, and he'll give you favor for that. But when you when you get on there. And then ask him to, for the for the uh, permission to you know to do that, and then and then uh, and but uh, but to get up and to witness to a whole bus of people. If you don't have the fire of God, you're not going to do that. That's right. That's right. You know, cause it, because in ourselves we get afraid, we get we get nervous, we get intimidated by the thought of, oh, you know, uh, well they probably aren't going uh, to let me do it, and you know I don't know, maybe everyone on there is not going to like what I what I have to say, and that I'm going to upset somebody, and it could be you know could be real bad for me, 
But, you know, when we have the fire of God, then we go forth with a boldness because it's not us, it's the Spirit of God. And, you know, the Spirit of God can handle a whole lot more than I ever could. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, amen to that, because... In our own strength, we're 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 nothing. In our own strength, we can't we can't do anything. And uh, so, with our with you know with our own strength, we we can't we can't do anything. And but with with the the power, the Holy Ghost, when you, when we get the baptism in the Holy Ghost, and and because as I as I quoted earlier, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And so when we get that baptism, yes, there's one baptism, but there's many infillings. So, you know, staying in the Word of God, reading the Word of God, worshiping, praying, praying in the heavenly language that He's given you, and and also uh, so that you're you're being filled, be, be being filled. So there's many infillings. And with that fire and with that power, and um, so, uh, you know, I mean, all of that is is going to give us that power to, <laughs> you go ahead, I can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fi- the fire will do that to you at times. It, you know, the 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 fire comes on us, and you know, it comes on us not just so we feel good like Deborah's doing right now. <laughs> and 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 all, I mean, although that's part of it, the fire comes and it gives us everything we need. It gives us the joy that we need, and and of course, in the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we get strengthened by that and all, but also it comes so that we can do his work, so that he can work through us to reach out to reach out to many. <laughs> and we're fixing we're fixing to get the joy going here and, and when 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 the joy hits, you know, you just don't don't ever know what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, praise God. Praise God. But, you know, it, it was so wonderful is this is available to everybody. Um, there, There's not a single person out there that God will not give this to. You know, if, if you are his child, if you have accepted him, if you have received him into your heart as your child, well, then it is for you. It is for every man, woman, boy, girl. It does not matter the age. It does not matter how old you are, how young you are. God wants to uh, empower you with this boldness, with this fire to, to be able to go forth every day in your life with his fire, with his spirit leading you and guiding you. Oh, amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, my Lord. (laughs) 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 You know, the wonderful thing is uh, the fruits of the Spirit, as one of them is joy. And as you were saying, uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and he gives us strength. And joy also empowers us as well because it strengthens us and it quickens us. 
and uh, it feels good to laugh and get your blood flowing, and it's actually good for you physically. God knew what he was doing when he said, Mary Hart, do it in, do good like a medicine. I, I I actually thought I was fine there, Donna, and then I just, <laughs> just hit me. <laughs> I guess what happens when you're talking about the fire of God, really when he's in your life all the time, all these things happen, but I guess especially... You know, with the show and talking and teaching about it, because the joy, the joy will just, God is so wonderful, and I just, I I love talking, it's one of my favorite subjects to talk about. Tell me something, Donna, what, what tell me, tell us, uh, tell everybody listening, and just tell me, what was it like for you when you first got hit with the fire of God? Oh, you know, I just almost can't put it into words what it was like. It was just so wonderful. It was so amazing. And, you know, the the, the power of God came into my life, and he, you know, he, he reached into to, to my world, and he made everything all right. Uh, he took out all the mourning that I had, all the sickness that I had, all the the different things that was going on in my life, the the loneliness, the 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 feeling unworthy, the feeling of of not being accepted, of not being loved. You know, when when the fire of God came in my life, all of that was burnt out. All of that left. And what I was left with was just this awesome, awesome feeling of belonging and of love and 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 of being a part and and of being accepted and you know that was a big thing for me um uh, I, I was I was raised in orphanages foster homes I I never actually really had my own family I had my 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 older sister but outside of you know outside of that it was like we were just alone in the world. So for God to come in and and by his spirit to come in and just completely deliver me from the, the anxiety and the loneliness and the the feeling as if I was all alone and had to do everything on my own and that I didn't have anyone to turn to, that was a big thing in my life. And, you know, I, I just... I, I couldn't do without it now that I've had it. Amen to that. I I know what you mean because I know that uh, you know when I when I was in the world, um, I just you know I I drank and I did uh, I didn't really do a lot of drugs. I drank a lot. I mean I did little tiny drugs as if anything's a tiny drug, but. I told somebody this one time. Yes, I got euphoric. I I had the the buzz or whatever it was that you want to call it that I had in the world when I was trying the world's way. And because everybody's born with a god-sized hole and um, something that only he can fill and satisfy. And I was trying to find everything in the world to fill that because I didn't know about God. I didn't know who He was. I was raised in religion. And I was raised in, um, you know, just basically, like I said, I was raised in religion. And I was just, I didn't, you know, I didn't read about God. I didn't really know who he was and about him and things like that. But I I, uh, I, I once told somebody that 
to me, when I got touched with the fire, I got him when I first really felt his presence. Actually, let me back up with that. Let me just tell you what it was like for me when I got touched with the, the fire of God and, and his, uh, his Holy Ghost and his presence. And I was actually... Um, I was actually, uh, I was actually online. I was, um, I was, I had just, uh, just list. Uh, I was just, um, I was just learning about uh, Pastor Ronnie Howard Brown and Adonica Howard Brown's ministry, and I was, um, was just learning about them. So I had them on one of my bookmarks on on the on on the computer. So I'm going through the computer and I'm I'm actually looking for a different bookmark. I end up quote accidentally on their bookmark and I end up on a live show. Uh or a live you know, a live footage of one of the one of the meetings that happened to be at, I think, Tommy Zito's place. It was like a building thing or something like that. And then I, I uh, since I was over there, I I was like, wow, I I really wanna, I really wanna hear hear these people. I really wanna watch because I've been wanting to watch for a really really long time. So I tuned in. I watched, and at some point in there, I mean, I felt the 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 presence of God, like I, I'd never felt it actually like that before. And so the, the, um, the, uh, when I was, when I was there, I was, oh Lord, it's hard to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to try. Oh Lord, Lord, oh, help me Jesus. Uh, so I was, I was, huh? Okay. Um, I was, I was watching. I'm sure at some point, Pastor Ronnie probably yelled fire or something like that. But I, I when I got off, when I turned, it, when I turned it off, when I turned the internet off. I I did not know it hit me because I I was literally in another realm. I was in another world, so to speak, because the anointing was so strong. My body, I would shake, and I I could not. I was just sitting there shaking. I shake so bad I couldn't hold a spoon, so I could barely eat anything, and um, anything like that, or drink, or or do anything, drink water, or what or what. I keep shaking. I'd feel funny. I'd sit there, and I literally would just stare off into space, just zoned out, and I did not know what was going on. And this lasted nonstop for three days. And I call. I would call the prayer line at Revival Ministries constantly, nonstop, and not nonstop. But I I called them quite a few times because. I had never experienced anything like this before ever in my life. So I I just I I I um 
I called them, and they would help me with it. And I said, I asked them, I said, is something physically wrong with me? Am I, am I, maybe I should go to the doctor? They said, no, you're just, you're just experiencing the presence and the fire of God. That's what you're experiencing. And so, and then the, the guy, the, the guy on the phone, he says to me, he says, says, put your hand on your belly. He says, you know, because he, he knew that I was I had the fire gun on me so strong that that I just, he knew that I had had to have an outlet. And so he's like, put your hand on your belly. And I said to him, I said, am I supposed to rub it like a Buddha or what? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of chuckled. He said, no. He said, just put your hand on your belly. And so I put my hand on your belly. And he says, now, this may sound really funny, he says, but just repeat this after me. He says, ha, 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 he, 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 ho, ho, ho. And he says, now I'm going to put it all together. And he goes, ha, 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 ho, 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 he, 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 ha, ha, ha. And then he kept going, and he goes, and I keep, and then I just, I got, I got hit with the joy. And I laughed so hard, I just, and, you know, he let me go, I hung up the eye, I was, the Lord was doing such a work in me those three days. And bear in mind, and keep in mind, I was, I, I was not physically, I didn't physically go to church. I watched this online. There is no distance and no, and, and no, no distance in the, in the realm of God and no time in, in the, the spirit, with the spirit of God in the, in, you know, there's no distance and and so I was I was smacked and and this was before I actually physically went to a one of these meetings a Holy Ghost meeting like this where I experienced it when I actually went to the meeting I could not feel my body <laughs> that's what it was like when I went to the meeting I literally could not feel my body it was like I was disconnected I could my body felt heavy you know, and it was it was amazing. So to me, it was an experience like I never had, and I I never never would would I've never experienced. I never that was the first time. The first time, like I said, was was on on the on online when I watched the meeting. I was literally beside myself. That's what my experience was like, Donna. Yeah, and you know, and 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 everybody is their experience is going to be different yet the same because it's the same spirit. So you know, I mean, you um, you know, you you were hit with the joy and different things. You had a hard time moving or or even you know physically doing anything for three days. Uh, and that is, you know, that is awesome and that is wonderful. But you know what the most wonderful thing I think about it is? God is going to give each and every one of us, he's going to meet us where we're at. He's going to give us what we need, what we need right then in our life, no matter what that is. His spirit and his fire is going to come in and be all that we need in every area of our life. 
you know, and and you can you can connect with that by like you were talking about going online, watching the the show live, or even watching a rerun of of one of the 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 meetings, uh, of get, getting into a meeting in person, and all that is wonderful. But you can also just get alone in in your house with God. And and just cry out to him and, and you know, say, Lord, I, I need you. I need your fire. I need that experience. I need that personal experience, that personal, personal igniting of my spirit with your spirit. And he will come to you right where you're at, wherever you are at any time. He will come and he will meet every need that you have in a way that only he can do and in a way that will definitely meet every need that is in your life personally. That is, that is so true, and that's a really good point, because it doesn't matter where you're at. You don't have to be in church. I mean, mine was a prime example of that. I wasn't in church when that happened. Yes, I was I was watching a church service, but I, I wasn't physically in a church I was in my home and a lot of people have a misconception that you have to be inside a church building in order to experience any kind of touch from from God or any kind of experience with him but I was sitting in my in my office in in, in front of the computer and I had experienced something I had a head-on collision just like uh Paul uh on you know Saul and his Damascus Road experience, so I had I had an encounter like his when he when he was um, on the road to Dis- Damascus, and in in Acts uh, in chapter nine of the book of Acts, starting at verse one, it, it reads, "Then Saul." still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So Paul, I mean Saul, was on, uh, he was on a, on a vendetta to get every Christian, whether man, woman, or even child, so he could kill him because he didn't. He hated the Christians. And picking up in verse three, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. 
But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there, and he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. And I tell you, in and throughout this, as as I'm I'm looking at certain things that I'm reading here, he's talking about, and he fell to the ground. I mean, the power of God was on him. The light shone. It doesn't say here that God kicked him off of there or anything like that. Or he, I mean, he says he fell to the ground. But when that light shone around him, that was the glory of God. And it hit him so hard that our, our human physical bodies can only take so much of the glory. And our pastor says it a lot. That's why we're going to need glorified bodies. Otherwise, angels are going to have to carry us around heaven all the time. Amen. <laughs> so... So it, it it talks about that, and then it says, and he fell to the ground. And then also, and so he, trembling and astonished, that trembling, that's him under the anointing. Like, I was shaking, I was trembling, I couldn't hold anything, I fell to the ground. And so this was, uh, that was my day, that was my Damascus Road experience. Amen, amen. And you know we all have to have that road, that the Damascus Road. Um, you know we may not feel like that we are like Saul was at that time. You know we may not feel like that we are actually out to to kill anybody, to get anybody. But you know until we come into the family of God, we are totally against Him. And so you know then we come in. And to to the fold, we come into the flock, we, we accept him as our Lord and Savior, and that is wonderful, but then we really do need to go that next step. We need to take it that next step. Um, you know, the, the disciples, the apostles, they walked with Christ for three years while he was on the earth. They were with him every step of the way, and yet... God told them that they, after he was went back to heaven, back to, to the, the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, to wait to be endued with power from on high in the upper room, to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And after that, after the Holy Spirit came, then they preached with boldness. Then Peter stood up and he ministered. And 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 there was three thousand added to the church that day. Um, when they went to to the temple, um, then there they you know they 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 saw the man that that was uh, was crippled, and they were able to give of what they had to him, and he was healed by that power by that Holy Spirit. And they carried that power and that spirit with them to where even when they walked by and their shadow would fall across the people who were sick, they would get healed by that power, by that fire that they carried with them. That that yes, and I, you know, I was I was sitting here, and I was I was thinking about how Moses had the burning bush experience. A lot of people call it the burning bush experience, but. I'm going to read the passage in Exodus 3, starting at 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jericho, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert. 
and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take off your sandals. Take your sandals off your feet. For this place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come to deliver them out of the land of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people the children of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who I who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on the mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And the King James Version says, I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am, has sent me to you. Now, that stops at verse 14. I read all the way from 1 to 14. And in this, I'm thinking of how God has seen the oppression of his people. He's seen the oppression of the people on the earth today and how a lot of them are walking in darkness and confused and and sick and diseased and and bound and they need deliverance, they need help, they need 
somebody that will go and tell them about God, somebody that will go who's not it's somebody that will go and 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 help them get out of their oppression by introducing them to Jesus. But the, these people that are going to go and the, God has to touch people with His fire and give them the power of the Holy Ghost so that they can go be the witness and that they can go out there and that they can they can they can they can say to the oppressed, you know, they can basically say to to the to darkness, "Let my people go." Amen, Donna. Yeah. Amen. 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 They, you know, they can, they can come and they can stand to get with that fire. They, they, they can light that darkness. They can show the light, the only true light in that darkness so that the people can see to find their way out, to find their way to the light, uh, to the light of God, to his son. Um, and, you know, so that they can, can walk in his statutes and in his ways and in his spirit uh, to fulfill what he has for each and every one of them. I agree with and, that because, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Carry on. Uh, I, I was going to say, and, you know, um, in these last days, we have got to, we have got to, got to, got to get out and reach all of those that are that are lost, that are dying without God. You know, this world has gotten to where there's so much pain and there's so much fear, there's so much going on in this world um, that that can cause you, you know, if you just look and watch the news every day and look at what's going on, it seems like that no matter where you turn, there's no hope. And people are out there hurting. They're lost. They're, they're, they feel like that, that they're, you know, they're, that nothing is right. And in the natural, when you look, it's true. There isn't anything right. But thank God. His, his spirit and his son still moves on the earth today to bring us out of that darkness and bring us into his light, his joy. You know, in uh, Isaiah 51, verse 3, it says, The Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all of her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like a garden of the Lord. And joy and gladness shall be found therein with thanksgiving and a voice of a melody. So, you know, God will, he will send his spirit into those dark areas, into those valleys. He will water those valleys by his spirit to, to lift us up, to lift us above everything that's going on in the now. Hope and to give us a future. I agree with that because as I was thinking here and as I was as I was reading that scripture I thought about there's no way Donna that if if Moses had not had that burning bush experience that encounter with God um you know God showing him you know he put his hand in his he pulled his hand and he had leprosy and put it back in, he was healed of the leprosy, he put, he, he put down his, cane, his uh, staff and it turned into a snake and then it turned into a staff. And if he had not had that encounter with God, that he, then there's no way that he could have gone to 
Pharaoh and said, let my people go. No way. He wouldn't have the boldness. He, I mean, that's God taking over and and just him stepping aside, letting, letting God do that. But he, God changed him that day, just like he changed Saul into Paul. But there's no then, way he could have gone there, Donna, you know, and, and said that had he not had that encounter with God. That's right. And, 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 you know, and we see that even so clearly in Paul, you know, he, and, and here Paul was a highly educated man. And actually, if you, if you look and if you study, he was actually one of the um, high up in the religious world. Um, and yet he was persecuting the Christians, he was persecuting those that were in the way, the ones that were following Jesus, because with all his his learning, with all his training, he still did not see and know who Jesus was. And he had to have that personal encounter, that personal in, uh, uh, relationship that he came into at that time to bring him through everything that there was for him to do. You know, one, it was hard for him at first, especially to get people, even the, the, the other Christians, the, the um, apostles and all, to to believe in him and to give him a chance because they knew that he was known for trying to kill them. Now he's coming and saying, oh, I want to be a part of you. I want to help you. I want to spread the word. And they were sort of like, uh, yeah, right. You're going to lock us up and have us have us killed or thrown in prison. And then, you know, not only that, but everything that he ended up going through in his life. Look how many times he was arrested. He was thrown in jail. He was shipwrecked. He was bit by a poisonous snake. He was beaten. He was whipped all for the gospel's sake, if he had not have had that encounter with God, had he have not had that fire burned into him, he would not have been able to withstand any of that. I agree with that, because if he had not had that encounter, uh, then... Because think about it, like, the, I mean, if, if people haven't had a, an encounter an encounter with God, then they're not really going to, they're going to be timid when they go out to witness to people. They're going to be timid and they're going to be shy about it. And if they're going to minister in in any way on that, then they're going to be really, really timid and they're not going to have that boldness. Like, Like even the apostles had more boldness after the day of Pentecost. That's right. So that just, uh, I mean, that in, uh, that was in, uh, I think just for the sake of maybe some listeners that may not be familiar with or maybe new with all of this might not know. So I'll just go ahead and read the book of Acts, verses 1 through through 4. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and the, and one sat upon each of them, 
and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And that's um, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. So that right there is, is a, you know, just um, I thought I'd read that. And because that was the day, now it, it's, it's talking in here about being, the importance of being in unity, the importance of being with one accord. Because with with um, being in one accord, it's like, for example, if 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 the body of Christ or people that are doing something like like you and I, Donna, we're doing this this uh, teaching, we're doing this show, but if we were out of unity, if we, there was some discord or maybe you know argument or disagreement, we wouldn't be in unity, and. But we wouldn't be in 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 one accord. But one accord that makes me think of like, you know, where it talks about, um, you know, the the uh, yoke of ox. I mean, the, the ox, and they've got those those things. And when they're plowing the field, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Yes. Right. And they're plowing the field. They got that thing on their on their. You know, they got the yoke of ox, and the person behind them is trying to plow the field. Well, they're they're connected together. They're yoked together. Well, if they're unequally yoked and they're out of unity, then when the person is trying to to, to plow the field, the one ox is going to decide to go right. The other one's going to decide to go left, and you're going to have a zigzag because you're going to be trying to keep them constantly in in that unity and in that in that flow. They got to be they got to be in unison to be able to be able to to, to plow the field. Without giving, without the farmer having a hard time giving that. That's right. That's right. And if they, you know, and if we don't walk in in unity with the, with the Holy Spirit, then we are going to be walking a crooked line. We're not going to be walking the straight line that He has for us to walk. Uh, we're not going to be walking in the fullness of of His knowledge. Uh, if we are not evenly yoked with his Holy Spirit. That's a really, really good point because if if we're not walking in, that's a, yeah, what you just said is a really, really good point. <clears throat> we have to be walking in, in unity with the Holy Ghost to, so we're not walking a zigzag line ourselves. Yep. Yep. And, you know, um the the only way that we ever are going to know for sure the fullness of what God has for us in our everyday life is if we are connected and 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 evenly yoked like you were talking about with his spirit because uh, you know his word tells us that his holy spirit will lead us it will guide us you know it it will give us the direction that we need to go the Holy Spirit would tell us what we need to to minister to other people. You know, I can be out here on the bus, riding a bus, and see somebody sitting there, and in myself, I have no idea, you know, what's going on in their life or what they need, just seeing them sitting there. But the Holy Spirit can come and he can speak to my heart and tell me, you know, you need to share with this person. You need to, to, to just, you know, share my love with them. Uh, they have this going on in their life, or they have that going on in their life, or maybe he just, you know, I just feel this unction that I just need 
to to even maybe just smile at them and 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 ask them how their day's going. You know, sometimes that's all somebody needs. But if I am not in unison with what the Holy Spirit wants, I'm going to miss it. And if I miss it, then I, I may miss the opportunity to share with someone the Lord and his love and for them to receive what God has for them. And, you know, we never know. We never know what's going on in their lives. We don't know if it might be their final hours on this earth. Uh have a real good example of Dawn and I, my daughter, well, we walked everywhere we go, and we were walking uh, uptown here a while back, and there was a gentleman that we would see from time to time. He would wave to us as we would walk by. And uh, he, this one day, he come out and hollered at us as we were going by and stopped us and asked how we were doing. And I said, good. And we, we stood and talked for a few minutes. And I ended up, I was, I just really felt led that I needed to, to ask him if he knew Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And so I did. And he said no. But he was willing and wanted to know. And, and so we prayed with him, and he prayed the prayer of salvation. And we went on and uh, went and did what we had to do, caught the bus, and, and went on up to the store and all on the other side of town. We come back, I guess, about two hours later and ended up having to get off the bus several stops sooner than what we normally would because the whole area was roped off and there was police cars and fire trucks and helicopters and ambulances, everything all over. And so we got just went ahead and got off the bus and, and started walking down. And as we're walking, we're getting closer and closer to where this gentleman worked at. And I thought, you know, I, I looked at my daughter and I said, it looks like all the police and, and everything that's going on is right there where this gentleman works and we finally we got close enough and there was all kinds of people around and come within 10 minutes of the time that we had prayed for him and gone on our way he was shot and killed oh my goodness and you know had i have not been listening it wasn't me that was the holy spirit that was the Holy Spirit leading me. I'd seen this gentleman before in passing, but had never taken the time to stop and actually just visit with him for a few minutes. And that day, I really thought I was too busy. But I just had this, this unction that I just had to stop. And then he came out to me. And so, so of course, that made it easier. Um, but, you know, I had to I had to stand and cry, and I thought... You know, Lord, what if I had just hurried on by that day? What would have happened with his soul? You know, um, he he would have died without knowing God. <clears throat> that is powerful because we have to really be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and 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 hopefully be beating at that time because we never ever we don't know when it's that person's last chance. Because I remember there was a, a testimony that one of the pastors shared about, um, they shared about how uh, during, uh, somebody had sent in a testimony, uh, they were 
it was a retired firefighter or EMT or something like that, and he felt really, really compelled to just go to the gas station around the corner. Where he, so he walked to the gas station. Then he felt really a strong, you know, a strong um, prompting from the Holy Ghost to go into the men's bathroom. So he went into the men's bathroom. He witnessed to this gentleman that was that was in the bathroom. No sooner had the gentleman uh, said the prayer to receive Jesus, that guy had a heart attack, and of course the MT tried to help him. The guy died right there. Yep. Now had that had that had that man not been obedient to follow the prompting of the Holy Ghost and 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 go there, then that man that was his last opportunity. And there's another yep. there's an yes there's another example of one uh, one of our pastors uh, felt strongly to witness to this person, uh, but he was very very I mean like exhausted that night he was so tired all he wanted to do was just go home so he he he's he 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 was obedient anyway he witnessed to the the gentleman some people around him the 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 he was a younger kid he um <clears throat> he he received jesus and then uh, uh the pastor he gave him one of his cards which he doesn't normally do but and his email and all this well couple of weeks went by and he got an email saying uh thanking him for how for for taking the time to witness and to lead the gentleman in prayer because I think he was killed that night like a drive by shooting. And the pastor was like, Jesus it hit him, what would have happened if I was so concerned about going home <clears throat> and getting rest? What what would it become of of him? And yes. it, it 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 also makes me me. You were gonna say something. Go ahead. No, go ahead. But I, it makes me think of there's this little like a half hour kind of show. Is this little um, half hour show they were doing, and it was about this mom and then this this son who was a adult son. He's like maybe in his twenties, thirties, and he was estranged from his mom and. She was living on her own. Well, she's about ready to kill herself, and he's about ready to kill himself. They're showing two different scenes. and But, um, you know, all of that got messed up somehow. Uh, you know, it got interrupted, and the, gen- the, the man, he goes into the grocery store, and this woman, she takes the time to smile at him, and, and all these different people were actually being nice to him, and it led to the point of where, he found inner peace and and him and his mom and and he didn't have to have to do that that again he didn't have to didn't have to kill himself you know because if we show the love of god then and the fire of god then we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna spread that love and that fire and to the to to the world because if you see a burn if you see a burnt dried up bush and and one spark of a match is going to ignite that whole thing. That's going to spread throughout, uh, and the fire of God is going to spread throughout. It's going to it's going to get onto other people and the love and the fire. And Donna, I have a caller here. I think it's our good friend, uh, Pastor Daryl from Bible College. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna answer the call in a minute. But hold on a second, Donna. Okay. Okay. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. Is this Pastor Daryl? 
Hello? Two four zero? They may or may not be him. I'll 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 Facebook him and, and find out but um uh two four zero, area code two four zero. Is that you, Pastor Darrell? Well I'll come back and I'll 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 check it again. It may or may not be him. But but you know what I'm saying with with the with the with the the burnt dried the dry wood um do you understand what I'm saying? That that I love do, is going to spread. I do. You know, it's that it reminds me of a song that I used to I had learned when I was little, and it was um, probably a camp song that we learned um, that says it only takes a spark to get a fire going, and soon all those around can warm up in its glowing, and that's how it is with God's love. Once we've experienced it, the love of God. And shine through us, and you sit on. Can you say that again? You were breaking up a little bit, Donna. <laughs> I said it, right. it. It reminds me of a song um, that we sang. I sang loud. You know, it, it said it only takes a spark to get a fire, clean, and soon all those around will warm up in its glow. And that's how it is with God's love. We've experienced it. We you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, we've experienced it, and I got that part. But you're you're breaking <laughs> up a little bit. But, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. That's, no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I know I know what you're talking about about with that. But um, um, I think with uh, it, it's also another another thing. Of that is that's actually a good a good point um about that song and uh um I know that uh Donna's call did just drop, but hopefully she will try and call back in um but that's a very very good point about that song, and uh hopefully when her her technical difficulties with the phone are over, oh there she is, she's back on, and hopefully she can she can let us know and uh I'm gonna try and answer this two four zero area code again, and then I'll get back with donna but but what she was talking about was the little spark and and it's spreading that's i i I agree more with that than I do with this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine kind of little spark. Little 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 flicker, but it's you know power in the in the fire. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, area code two four zero. What's your name and where are you calling from? Well, I'm glad you joined tonight, and if if you're just listening, I'm really glad that you're here tonight. And I'm going to go put your mute, your microphone back on mute. Thank you so much for calling. Donna, hello, welcome back. Yeah, sorry about that. We, we oh, got that's this. all right. I I liked your point about what you were saying, and I was I was sharing when you were calling back. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that. Um, I was sharing how it, it. I agree with that more so than um, this little lot of mine. I'm gonna let it shine because it's not a little. It's not a little uh, flicker of a flame. It's it's kind of what you were saying. Can you try and tell us again what that song said? It, it, yeah, it says it only takes a spark to get a fire going, and soon all those around can warm up in its glowing. 
So, you know, well, and that's the truth. If, if you've ever been to a bonfire, uh, you know, we I, we like to do bonfires down here where I'm at and try to get together once a month. And you do, you know, you, you start that fire, and it starts out real little. But before very long, it gets great big in everybody. It doesn't matter if there's five of us or if there's a hundred. We all can sit around that fire. We all can see it, and we all can feel it, feel the heat. We can feel the power of that fire coming off to us. And, you know, that's how it is with God. When he, once he ignites that fire in us, everywhere we go, we are setting more fires. We're, as Pastor Rodney, I think it says, you know, we're Holy Ghost arsonists. We go around <laughs> everywhere we go. <laughs> Amen to that. So true. I, uh, and I, I like that. I like that song because it is very true. It's, um, it's, it's, it's true. And it's, it's like I was saying, the, the, um, it's not just like the little flicker. God wants this to be a, a, a massive bonfire for for Jesus, you know, just a massive bonfire for the Holy Ghost, spreading the fire of God. And the fire of God, you know, when it, when it comes to cleanse us and, you know, to purge, purge is another word for cleanse. It comes to purge us, to purge out all the dross, like all the, all the, all the all this all the junk that's in our heart whether whether it's it, whether it's sin whether it's um whether it's past hurt whether whatever that is it it burns it all is is it comes to burn all that out and to to also to strengthen us and to um you know to to empower us as we were talking about it comes to purge and and it, it comes for a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of reasons, but but you know I think about how when it when it just comes it it just burns all those things out of us, burns the things of the world out, burns the past hurts, burns 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 it and cleanses us, and and when it when it gets that stuff out, then it's you know filling us with the Holy Ghost, it's filling us with what God wants, which which in turn. Is less of us and more of him. We decrease and he increases, just like John said, I must now decrease so that he can increase. And he's the same person that talked about, you know, one who's coming and who, who's one comes after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Amen. And, you know, and it does. It, you know, I, if, if, if you've ever seen a, a fire, um, you know, back, uh, I had a, a farm in Oklahoma for years, and we would go out at a certain time of the year, and we would actually set the property on fire on purpose. We would have what they called controlled burns. And the reason we would do that because it, that fire would go through and it would burn out all the weeds. It would burn out, you know, any of the bad stuff that, that, that we needed to get rid of. But not only that, it would put nutrients and all 
back into the soil, back into the ground. And so after it would burn for a while, then we would put it out. And then you could literally tell the areas that had been burned previously compared to the ones that hadn't because the ones that had been burned when everything you know the rain came and and the the time of the year came for everything to start blooming and growing again and the areas that had been burned came back so lush so beautiful and and so much stronger than the areas that hadn't been burned Oh, I know that's amazing because I know that Pastor Ronnie has, has spoken a couple on a couple of different occasions of how a lot of times people wouldn't have a if they're if they're um if they're if lightning struck um a, a you know, a forest or if a if a match or cigarette butt was out there, they wouldn't have nearly the the, the huge forest fires that they have when that happens if they would just burn that, learn to burn that control burn, like you were saying, to get all of that off of there. Are you there? Yes, 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 and you're right. Um, you know, if 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 we allow the fire of God to come and burn out what needs to be burned, um, then when the fires of the world comes, there's nothing left there to catch on fire and burn us down. Right, and you know, I was looking online here. There's a really cool story. It's called the Refiner's Touch. It's um, one of the one of the verses is Malachi three three. But let me go ahead and read it to you. Uh, there was a group of women in a Bible study on um, in a Bible study, and they were studying on the Book of Malachi. As they as they were studying chapter three, they came across a verse that uh, verse three, which says, "He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver." This verse puzzled the women, and they they wondered what this statement meant about the character and nature of God. One of the women offered to find out about the process of refining silver and get back to the group at their next Bible study. That next, that I mean that week, the the woman, <clears throat> excuse me, the woman called up a silversmith and made an appointment to watch him at work. She didn't mention anything about the reason for her visit or her interest in silver beyond her curiosity about the process of refining silver. As she watched the silversmith, he held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were hottest, were the hottest, so as to burn away all the impurities. The woman thought about God holding us in such a hot spot. Then she thought about the verse that he sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. She asked the silversmith if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire the whole time the silver was being refined. The man answered that yes, he not only had to sit there holding the silver, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time it was in the fire. For if the silver was left even a moment too long in the flames, it would be destroyed. 
The woman was silent for a moment. Then she asked the silversmith, How do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and answered, Oh, that's the easy part, when I see my image reflected in it. It, uh, Hallelujah. If today you are feeling the heat of the fire, remember that God has his eye on you and will keep his hand on you and watch over you until he sees his image in you. And this, uh, you can verify, I amended that, you can verify this at silversmithing.com. That is S-I-L-V-E-R-S-M-I-T-H-I-N-G.com. Because the person who wrote this and put it on the internet verified everything that was said. And uh, they contacted a silversmith at silversmithing.com. Um, and asked if there were any untruths in the silversmithing parts, and they said no, and they verified all of it. I mean, that, wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, that he, to, to think that he will come in and that he will purge us and he will refine us until it's nothing but his image that shines forth. And, you know, I don't know about you, Deborah, but I know that's what I want more than anything in my life. I want for people to be able to look at me and go, just by looking at me, they go, well, we know who your father is because you look just like him. Yes, I mean, that is just, that is so, so true. And I am, I am grateful. And the fire is not always comfortable. Because when we get hit and we get drunk in the Holy Ghost, that's awesome. But the when the fire of of, uh, of God is not always comfortable because it's burning out all of that in us. And uh, to give you a heads up, Donna, we've got about 28 minutes. Believe it or not, this time is flying by. And if anybody wants to call in, they can call in at area code 646-668-2093. That is 646-668-2093. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and answer area code 240 just in case they were having technical difficulties with their phone or they stepped away from their phone. Not trying to harass them, Donna, but I want them just in case they wouldn't say something. And then I'll leave it alone probably after that. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try them again. Hello. Right. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, area code 240. I'm just trying you one more time. Hi, Deborah. Hi. Hi. Who is this? Gloria. Hi, Gloria. I'm sorry. I, I did. Did you have any? I didn't know that was you. I didn't recognize your number. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'm glad you're listening. Bless you. I'm did you want to say anything? You and Donna. No, oh, you and Donna the... are on fire. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. So I'm just listening. Okay, praise God. I'll, I'll go ahead and put your microphone on mute. I, I okay. don't know why I didn't recognize your number. <laughs> okay. Thanks for okay. joining us tonight. God bless you. We'll talk sure. to you later, Gloria. Okay. Oh, praise God. It's Gloria. I didn't recognize her number. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can look Donna and you can look right at something and you totally forget which 
what you're looking at, which number. Donna, are you there? Okay, well, I might have lost Donna. I'm here. Uh, oh, you're there. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, they did that. Um, so praise God. You know, somebody had sent... Um, had sense on on Facebook. It only takes a spark to get a fire uh, fire growing. And I'm I'm not sure if this will pick up on my phone because when you called in earlier, uh, Donna, the reason you couldn't hear me was because the the microphone in my Skype was was not working properly for whatever reason. Those things happen with Skype, and, and normally I I test my equipment before I go back on and do a sound check, but I didn't, so I'll have to do that from now on. I had to call in, so I'm, now I called in using my landline. So um, uh, that's that's what the issue was was there. All right. So do you do you have uh did you have something that you wanted to share? Uh well I just you know um I I I I just feel that we need to 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 make it clear to everybody that this fire and this this power that comes along with the fire the power of the Holy Spirit to go out and to do God's will is available to everybody. Um, you know, God wants all of us to have it. He wants all of us to continue with him and to keep going higher and higher. And one way for us to go higher with him is for us to, you know, to receive his Holy Spirit. And, you know, I had a, a, a friend of mine back in Oklahoma that he told me, he said, you know, he was uh, a Baptist and, you know, God loved the Baptist. He was a good Baptist and all, but he just didn't really know much about, about this Holy Spirit thing. And he finally, he got to praying about it, and he said, you know, Lord, if this is from you, if this is is of you, then, then show it to me because I want all of you. I want every bit of you. And the Lord spoke to him and said, you know, you believe and you know the, the, the verse, you know, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. And he said, well, you know, the Holy Spirit is just as easy as, as it is to receive Jesus as your Savior. It's just that easy. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and told him, for God so loved the world that he sent Jesus, and Jesus so loved his children that he sent the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I just, I'm I'm grateful for the Holy Ghost. I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. I'm grateful to him that, you know, that he is, that he is, is, is here and that you know because God loved us so much, He sent, He sent Jesus, and Jesus loves us so much, He sent the Holy Ghost, and I am, I am really, really grateful for that. I'm grateful Amen. for for all of them. Yes. Oh, you know what? Actually, somebody sent in the song that you were referring to. Ah. <laughs> and yes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it into an MP3 file. It'll take me a few minutes, but I'm gonna put it into an MP3 file, and then I'm going to uh, 
play it on the uh, that's it in the background. I got to mute it, but I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna I'm gonna that was the one you were talking about, and then I'm gonna play it. So, but yeah, isn't that cool? Somebody was listening, and they sent. Yeah, isn't that awesome? So thank you very much, Bonnie, for sending that. Thank you so much. Uh, that's adding uh, to this show, and I appreciate you very much, Bonnie. Um, and we love you, and I, I thank you because that is really going to add to the show, what she's talking about. Because we can talk about certain things, but when you actually hear it, you know, that it's it's a little bit, uh, a little bit different, you know. So... Um, but I gotta, I gotta turn it on. Uh, what do you call them? I gotta stop it for a minute because I gotta upload it. <laughs> Can't find it. Hold on. Just listen. <laughs> Let me try that one again. <laughs> let me get back here and let me try. Are you there? Yes. Okay, I'm going to try this again. Uh, and Could you hear that okay or not? Good, yes. Uh, was it not very loud or was it okay? It was all right. All right, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, um, to try and upload it. But I, I I think with the with the fire with the fire of God I'm just I just I'm grateful I'm grateful to God I'm grateful for His baptism and the Holy Ghost as well, and um, so I'm just very I'm I'm grateful for Him for for all that He's done. I mean, where would we be without the Holy Ghost? Where would we be I'd without? Be lost. I know that. <laughs> that is that is definitely definitely for sure because if Jesus had not come and he had not he had not been here been here for us then you know we would be we would literally be absolutely lost. We would be. And 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 and, 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 and yeah yeah go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was agreeing with you. We would be absolutely lost. And, you know, I i know that in myself, I am not strong enough to go out and, and, and accomplish anything. I cannot, I'm not strong enough to be a good person even, to, to, to be an easy person to get along with, to be the parent that I need to be, let alone to be the witness that I need to be for God. Uh, but thank God he sent his Holy Spirit in gave us his Holy Spirit so that we don't have to try to do it ourselves. We don't have to try to be good enough alone because he knew we weren't capable of it. But with his Holy Spirit in our lives, we are able if we just let his Holy Spirit shine through us. That is so true. I mean, I just, uh, I know that, that we couldn't, we couldn't, uh, I mean, the fire guy helps us walk right, talk right, pray right, worship right, do everything. Well, we're not perfect, but, you know, we need, uh, I mean, with him, mm, that's, that's, uh, 
you know, we're we're just um, thinking about all the uh, of the fire and and where would we be without him? Donna, any thoughts? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know about anyone else, but I can speaking for myself. I can say, with without the Holy Spirit and without the God's strength in my life, I would not be able to to go on. You know, I would not be able to face um, the things of this world and in my personal life that I have had to face and that I've had to deal with um, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit uh, coming and giving me the strength, giving me the comfort, giving me the wisdom, um, and to 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 be able to keep going and to, to make it one more day. Um, I just, you know, I have faced things in my life, as all of us will in our lifetime, that by myself there is no way I could have handled it. And thank God, though, that he was there, that he was there, that I was able just to give it over to him and give it over and say, Holy Spirit, you just take this, you give it to the Father, and y'all handle it because I can't. Amen to that. Because I, I just, uh, without the Holy Ghost, without without his comfort, and uh, without him in our lives directing us, and it, it, it's like if you're driving down a, a highway or an interstate or someplace, and your GPS, <laughs> the Holy Ghost is, is our is our GPS. You know, if you want to look at it that way, you know, in an illustrative an illustrative point because when you're driving down and you're it says turn right here turn left there don't turn here or you've made a wrong turn even you know the gps of a wrong turn or redirecting makes you think about makes me think about the holy ghost anyway how he directs us that's right that's right and you know it's 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 like going out and and talking about being in your car it would be like going out and buying this expensive, beautiful, fancy sports car and putting out all this money and making sure it had the, the perfect paint job and the perfect interior, but then telling them, oh, don't don't put an engine in it. I don't need the engine. You wouldn't get very far. You've got no. to have that engine. You've got to have that power. Just, and that's what the Holy Spirit is in our life. It gives us that power, just like the engine in the car gives that car the power to 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 be able to move from point A to point B. And without an engine in that car, that car is not worth a whole lot. It may look good. Uh, it, it you know it, it it may look fancy sitting out there in your driveway, but it's just not going to accomplish a whole lot if it can't leave that driveway. Exactly, that is so true. Um, because yeah, and that is that is so so very true, and that's a really good point because with it's like I hear the analogy a lot of of um, of plugging in. Um, you know, when you plug your cell phone to charge it up, you know. You plug that in, and uh, so, you know, you plug that in, and, you know, so, 
you got to charge your battery somehow and praying in tongues we we um we do that and i'm going to go i uploaded the song already and uh bonnie keep in touch thank you so much once again for sending that song to us that donna was talking about i'm going to go ahead and play it now uh donna so if you can stand by okay she's at right now if she if we dropped her call but um we're going to try and get her back here in a moment and so but um uh, 
So I'm going to try and get her back. And welcome to the world of live technology. <laughs> but so that was the song that uh, Donna had spoke of earlier. Never mind, I didn't unmute her. I'm sorry, I unmuted Gloria, <laughs> not you. You're fine. <laughs> okay. That's too funny. I unmuted Gloria, and I kept you on mute. <laughs> so that was the song you were talking about. You what now? <clears throat> was that the song you were talking about? Yes, it was. That was the song I was talking about. You know, I hadn't heard that song. I hadn't even thought about it in years. So I want to just say thank you again to Bonnie for sending that in. Amen to that. Praise God. That was very thoughtful of her to go and, and look it up for us and, and she sent it to me on a on a or she may have just posted it and I just I I made an audio out of it and I uploaded it to the studio so that the sound quality would be better. And um so but that was that was that was pretty that was pretty awesome for her to do that, so Amen. Amen. You know, it takes it takes all of us to be able to get this going right. <laughs> yes, it takes all of us working together and uh um you know, it takes all of us working together helping each other because we are a team. Uh we're a team, you know, we're all part of the body of Christ and you know, our hand needs I mean, our our hand needs our arm to move it up to our mouth, or we're going to eat something. Our hand needs our arm, our foot needs our our leg to you know to walk. So we are all a part of of the same body. We all need each other, like the unity where we we're talking about before in the teamwork. So, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, so. Um, but uh but with the unity and uh and all of that and so I think that that's very important too. Amen. Amen. Yes, you know, we we are all um uh part of the body, the the same body. We're not a bunch of separate entities out here running around. We are part of Christ's body and then he's the head. And so, you know, we do. We have to work together. We have to work with each other to be able to accomplish that that God has for us to do in these last days. <clears throat> yeah, that would be so, you know. Um, I mean, I, I I agree with that because we, we uh, unity is important, like passing the love on is important, you know, um, because like when Corinthians is talking about if you don't have love, you're just a resounding gong. You can do a whole bunch of stuff, but if you're, you don't have the love of, love of God in you, then you don't have, you know, um, you don't have anything, you know. That's right. Uh, you know, it's it's all worthless and, and just doesn't, you know, um doesn't count for anything because without love you know we don't have it because God is love yep and you know that's what the world is looking for more than anything else when you look out there at the people 
um, that are going through, you know, the ones that are wanting to commit suicide, the ones that are, are, are out there getting drunk, they're out there taking drugs and getting high and doing all the things they're doing, the only reason they're doing that is because they don't have that love. They don't have the fulfillment of what they need in their life. They're looking for love. They're looking for care. And we have that that, that, they, that they need. We have what they're looking for. So we have to share it with them. Right, exactly, exactly, because they they need that love. And uh, just like we only love, and some people, they're, their only experience with with of people, you know, some people their experience what they equate love or, or you know love as is is bad. It's it's people pe- because people in their lives have said to them that they love them, but then they've abused them or they've taken advantage of them or something like that. Um, you know, so. Uh, you know, um, so because, you know, with that, I mean, um, because a lot of people, they'll have that, that, you know, they acquaint love with that. And that, but that's not agape love. That's people saying, I love you conditionally or unconditionally or, or whatever. And, uh, um, but it's, uh, it's not, um, it's not, uh, you know, it's only, it, do you understand what I'm saying? Because God is not, um, God is not that kind of God, love. God is unconditional love. He loves us so much that he sent his only son and then, you know, I mean, and went through that hell, that torture. Um, but God's not that kind of love. And a lot of people who have, heard people say that they love them but then treated them like that that's not that they they associate god with that 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 he's mean or he's abusive or he'll love them conditionally but he's not he's unconditional that's right that's right and you know uh there's so many people that that they they believe that love hurts well you know uh in the natural um, the the love of the world, yes, it hurts, but not God's love. God's love never hurts. It never brings pain. Uh, it only brings joy and fulfillment and peace and health um, and every good thing, you know. And, um, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that they are, they've reached the point that they're afraid of love because of the experiences they've had in their life that were such bad experiences that were done in the name of love. And, you know, that. It, but it, that wasn't really love. That is the perverted, the perversion of love. That is the love that I'm going to, you know, I'll love you, I'll do this for you as long as you're doing that for me or, or something. But, you know, God sent his son he came while we were yet in sin, before we were even born. And he knew the terrible things that we would do. He knew that we weren't very loving, that we weren't very lovable. And yet he came and gave his life for us to show us that he loves us. 
You know, he came and he died and he went through that pain so that we don't have to. Right. And what would you tell somebody who was having issues, somebody that had issues with that kind of thing? Well, I would tell them to just, you know, to to, to turn to God. You know, right where you're at, just to turn to him and just say, God, I, you know, just be honest with him. Bear your heart to him. Tell him, God, I hurt. I want love. I need love. But I can't handle this that the world has anymore. I can't handle the kind of love that I have been finding in the wrong places. It hurts. And I can't, you know, God, I... I can't hurt anymore. I can't handle it anymore. I need you, and I need your love. And if we will just honestly cry out to him, then he will pour his love out on us and into us, and we will experience the most amazing, most wonderful thing that ever was, and that's the love of God in our lives and in our hearts. And we can cry out to him right where we're at. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, uh, I'm going to. Um, uh, it's, it seems like uh, like we're going over. I thought I was gonna have a guest coming on here, um, but I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is that's why I, I was not. I mean, I know that we have like 90 seconds, so I just want to let everybody know out there that. Um, we have about one minute, but if this is going to be recorded, Donna and I are going to talk some more uh, potential guests. But if you want to call in to 646-668-2093, feel free to do that so you can listen to the rest of it. And it should be recorded as well. Let you know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. And if you're not sure you go to heaven, if you died right now, just repeat this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. I tell you right now, all your sins are forgiven you. Remember to run to God, not from God. And call in so you can listen to the rest of this. We're going to keep on talking. You can call in to 646-668-2093. It just won't be live. So, um, Donna, you can keep on uh, on um, uh, talking about that love because I feel we hit a, a thing there. This is not live, but it's being recorded in the studio. So we're still in the studio, and it's actually recording us on the air. It's just not live. Yes. All right. Yes. I just, you know, I feel like that there's people that are out there that are listening or that are going to be listening that are hurting so bad. And so much they are looking for this love, for this joy, for this happiness that we've been talking about. They're thinking to themselves, they're feeling like, you know, I would love to have that. I've never experienced those feelings before in my life. And like I was saying, it's so easy to experience. It is so easy. Just by faith, reach out, call out to God. Be honest with God, because he already knows anyway. He knows how you're feeling. He knows what you need. Just cry out to him and say, Lord, come. Come now into my life. Bring this love, Father. 
Take away this hurt, the pain, the, the scars. Take it away and replace it with your love, with your joy, with your fire, with your boldness. And if you do that right now, wherever you're at, he will come and he will bring that love. He will bring that joy. He will bring that joy unspeakable and full of glory into your life right where you're at. And you will not have to go another minute without knowing, without experiencing the only true love, the only true joy, the only true happiness there is, and that's the love and the joy that comes from being in a personal relationship with Jesus. I agree with that. I feel like you're on something there, Donna. I feel like you should keep going and flowing with the (laughs) Holy Ghost there. I feel like you hit a vein. Yes. I feel like you should keep on. I, you know, I, I, I know there's so much hurt. There's so much pain out there in this world, and every day it gets worse. You know, no matter where we look, no matter what we see, um, you know, you can uh, – I, I try not to watch the news anymore. I am real bad about not turning on any news. Um, I was married to a police officer for 30, 40 years, and so we constantly – had the news on, we had the the police radios on, the scanners on, and, you know, it was like we were always being bombarded with all of the bad. We heard every call that came in for the police. We heard all the bad that was going on. So I, you know, reached a point where it was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't handle all this bad anymore. And so I've gotten to where I thought, well, I'm just I'm gonna quit watching the news. And now that my husband has gone home to be with the Lord, I, I you know I don't do the the police band radios, the scanners anymore. Um, and but yet you know it doesn't matter. Even though I don't turn those things on, I go online. I go on to you know go on to Facebook for a few minutes, and it, you're just invaded with all the bad that's going on in the world. Planes disappearing, people being beheaded for Christ, uh, people starving, people hurting, uh, people overdosing on drugs, people breaking in and hurting each other, um, you know, people being being raped and murdered and beaten. And it's like there's nowhere you can go to escape that in the world. But, you know, God gave us an escape. God gave us a way to be able to get away from all of that. You know, yes, we live in the world, but we can live under his wing, under his protection. You know, he he's like a mama chicken. And I don't know, Deborah, if you've ever watched a, a, a mother hen with her chickens, but, you know, the Bible talks about us being under his wings. And just here not very long ago, I was watching a, a mama chicken that we had out there at the farm, and I knew she had a bunch of little babies, and I looked, and I couldn't find any of the babies. And I thought, well, where are the babies? And so I I even lifted the mom up, and I still didn't see any of the babies. And then after just a second, one of the babies sort of fell down out from under her wing, even though I had lifted her up in the air. And so I got to looking, and I spread her wings out, and I shook her a little bit, and all these little baby bitties come dropping out. They were so far up underneath her wings and so protected that even when uh. I picked her up, I could not see those little babies. And, you know, God is just like that. He will hide us under his wings. 
and protect us from all that that's going on in this world. But you know, something else I noticed is once I set her back down and all those little babies were running around, and they wanted back under that, that mama's wings where they were safe. They wanted back up underneath that protection. But, you know, she would stand there, and all she would do was fluff her stuff out, and she would spread her wings out. They had to run to her. She couldn't go around and get each one of them and put them up under her wing. She could just stand there with her wings out, and they had to run to her, and they had to climb up in and underneath those wings into that protection. And, you know, Um. that's really how it is with the father. He's standing there with his arms outstretched, with his wings, as it might be, outstretched. But we have to run to him. We have to run and crawl into that area of protection, into that area of love. And if we do, then he is going to just take and and, and, and ruffle those feathers of his out and make sure that he has us covered and protected. Mm. If we will take that step to run to him. Yeah, that's like in Psalm 91, you know, where it talks about, um, I'm actually looking it up right now, in Psalm 91, of course the whole psalm is awesome, but it talks about, and I'll just start with verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome, I mean, from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. That's what that reminds me of, like you were talking about uh, what you were just describing, because, um, uh, you know, uh, I mean, with with uh, um, what you were just describing, it reminds me of uh, of of that scripture. You know, it it, it reminds me of that scripture of that um, of that one, and uh, how it, it, I was thinking about um, about uh, this one time. There was, uh, there was, um, I went outside to do something and it was raining and I am talking about really crazy rain and uh, it was pouring and there was this mom with, uh, uh, with, um, you know, she. I mean, you didn't even know, but that this, she had like, I mean, newly hatched, um, you know, newly hatched babies, uh-huh. and uh, so they were newly hatched, and um, so, uh, but they were they were just really tiny, and she had like about. I looked up and I saw her. She was sitting on her nest. And she had, um, uh, she had, you know, she, she was, she was getting drenched. She was like a raincoat and, and she was getting drenched. And, um, and so 
I looked up and, and she would wiggle her little feathers and she'd move around a little bit on the nest and it turned out she had like about three or four babies under her, really tiny babies. <clears throat> I was like, wow. Made me think of the Holy Spirit, how how he just protects us under his feathers and, and all of the elements he protects us from all the elements and you know, the rain, the, the, the everything, just the enemy, just whatever it is and it was it was it was really a beautiful illustration of and the secret place as well. You know, he protects us from from the secret you know, I mean he protects us in the in the secret place as well. So um I mean that that right there uh, was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful illustration and of how he protects, you know, of Psalm 91, um, of of that as well. So, um, you know, uh, I mean, that, when she was sitting, and oh, the, the rain, it was just trickling down on, on her beak, on everything, getting in her eyes, and she'd be blinking, and she'd shake her feathers after a while, and so, but, um, but yet those I mean, baby chicks were good and dry. Yes, yes. They, you know, he was protecting them from the rain, from the storm, just like God will protect us from the storms in life. Yes, that's a good point. And, you know, he, 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 he stretches those feathers out. He stretches those wings out, and um, you know, supernaturally, and we go... We can't see them, we can't always feel them, but they're always over us, and they're always protecting us, and they're protecting us, keeping us away from the storms in life, uh, and from, you know, from all the bad that's going on around us. You know, the Bible says that that bad, if we're living the way we should, if we're walking with God, if we're dwelling in that secret place, under the shadow of His wing, none of that is going to harm us. Amen. I mean, that is just, uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that is that is so true because, uh, I mean, I love that because the angels, you know, you don't see them, but, but, but they're there, you know, just like, uh, just like, um, just like that bird illustration. Yes, yes. They they are always there. They are always there. They are looking after us. They are protecting us. Um, you know, from th- for, uh, they're protecting us from times and things that we don't even that we don't even realize that we don't even know. Um, right. You know, because God sees and knows everything. He knows everything that's going on. He knows what's down the end of the road. You know, when we're driving. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure you've probably had it happen in your life, uh, Deborah. Uh, you know, most of us that have, uh, you know, have had it at some point to some degree had it happen in our lives where, I, you know, I had a deal one time. I was driving down the road. I was going a long distance. I had to go from one state to another with Dawn to a, to a hospital for one of her treatments. And, you know, I had my... my my roads laid out that I went on and all, and I, I, I was going, I was going the way I always go, the, the main way to go, you know, the, the route to go, and all of a sudden, I got this, 
this feeling that I needed to turn off, that I needed to take a different route than what I normally did. And I didn't know this other route, but I just had this strong feeling that, you know, I, I really needed to turn off of this highway that I was on. And so I did. I had, you know, thankfully I had learned, you know, that, that when I got those feelings that, I, you know, not to question it too much, just to go ahead and do it. And so I did. I turned off. Well, I went on down a side road about 10 miles and all, and then it swung back around and got back up onto the interstate. And I got back on and come to find out the cars that had been directly behind me had been in a massive accident and 15 people were killed. Wow. And we would have been right in the middle of that had I have not turned off. Well, now, there's no way I could have known. There's no way in the natural I would have ever known that that accident was fixing to happen. But God knew. And yeah. so his Holy Spirit led me to get off of that road and get onto another road, get onto another area because he was protecting me. He was protecting me. He was protecting my children that I had in the car with me. Wow. That, that is just so awesome because... Uh... One time, uh, my mom was telling me how um, <clears throat> she was saying how she was, you know, she was just driving and she was in, uh, I think she was in one lane or something like, um, uh, you know, something like that. And as she's going, she literally felt, and it wasn't her, but she turned her arms turned her into. Uh, into the um, into the right lane, and um, if she if she had uh, you know if she had um, uh, you know I mean it literally took her over and 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 made her move into the right lane. And I think there was another car coming that would have hit her. So yeah, this, this, and it had to have been an angel because I mean. The angel, she did, she's like, what's happened? Because <laughs> she didn't do it. And then she was like, oh, my goodness. So, I mean, they, out of, um, uh, you know, um, I, I mean, so many things that they, say, that they save us from seen and unseen dangers. That's right. That's right. We, you know, <laughs> we will, we will never this side of glory, all of the things that God has stepped in and, and all the times that he has intervened, you know, by his spirit, by his angels, uh, you know, and has intervened in our lives to protect us. Um, you know, we walk through life and, and you know, it's, it seems like, you know, well, you know, not much has happened today and, you know, it's been a good day, but... You know, what it, God really didn't do necessarily anything spectacular for me. And that's mm. what it seems like in the natural. But, you know, in the supernatural, in the in the realm of the spirit, we have, really, we have no idea. We have no idea what all has taken place, where he has stepped in, where he has intervened, to where at the end of the day, yeah, our day did seem like it was just a pretty ordinary, maybe even a boring day. But if we could have seen in the spirit what all was going through, you know, going on, and what all he did 
to protect us so that our day did turn out to be just an ordinary, boring day. <laughs> yeah, isn't, I mean, we just, we don't know. I mean, because it's like you said, we have no clue. I just, some things we see, some things he reveals, so it's just, just for his, just to show how good he is and just to give us confidence that he is watching over us. Yep. You know, I read a thing here a while back, and I'm pretty sure I read it on Facebook. Um, and I know I'm not going to remember all of it, but, you know, part it was a guy at the end of the day, and he was he was complaining to God. And he said, you know, God, he said, I don't understand. He said, you know, I love you so much, and I, I, I try my best to 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 be the person that you want me to be. But, you know, I have just had a horrible day. I got up this morning, and the first thing that happened was I I overslept. So I started my day off. My alarm didn't go off when it should. So I started off, and I was already running late to start the day. Then I got in my car, and and it wouldn't start right. And then I thought I had a full tank of gas, and it wasn't full, and I had to end up going and stopping and getting gas and you know, all these different things. And then I came home, and I was tired, and all I could think about was I wanted to sit down and get my little foot sits bath thing out and turn it on and put some water in it and put my feet in and just relax because my feet was killing me, my back was killing me, so I plugged that in, put the water in, and it didn't work. And, you know, God, why has this been such a horrible day? Why is it so bad? And the Lord spoke to him, and he said, my son, he said, let me tell you why you've had such a bad day. I let you sleep in this morning for a little while because the angel of death was coming by your place. But I thought while I was fighting him off and turning him away from your home, I just will let you sleep through it. So you slept in a little while. You had to stop and get gas because I made sure that you had to pull over there and get gas because down the road a block, someone had fired a gun and a bullet would have been going right past your car if you had been there. And on and on and on, and then it got to the, you know, where he got home and he said, and about that, 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 that foot massager soaker thing that you had, he said, I decided not to let it work because there was a short in it, and had it have turned on when you wanted it to, it would have electrocuted you. Wow. And, you know, I thought, how many times do things like that happen? What we think is terrible, what we think has given us a bad day, because it didn't work right. It didn't go the way we should. We don't know what it was that actually was going on and why things didn't go the way we thought they should have. What might have happened if everything went the way we thought it should have. Wow, that is so, that's powerful. I'm glad you brought that up because that convicts me right there. I'm I'm just, um, I'm like, uh, sometimes, you know, you think, Oh no, I I overslept. I missed something. Oh, this stupid thing doesn't work or not. But you know, we're all human. I mean, we're not perfect. We're all a work in progress. You know. That's right. And then I, and and I think and I'm I'm I was like, well, the, the other day I was just telling somebody how 
You were not like one time. This actually this happened on two occasions where this person had uh, they had come um, they had come over to me and uh, I was just about ready to leave with this other person who happened to be my ride and this person they they came over and talked to us maybe five minutes and and literally had a coast on on our way out the door but they just kept talking and we didn't want to be rude and. We, it was almost like we felt compelled to stay and listen, and then we left, and there was like a, a five-car pileup. Had we left five minutes earlier, it, we would have been in it. And and the same thing happened another time, a, a second time. So, um, you know, that I mean, God, and, and, and a lot of it's like the unseen dangers, but also the seen dangers. And like I was saying, God allows us to to um, to see them because it, to let us know that He's watching over us. And so, what? Uh, yes, yeah, a bit of background noise is that uh, echoing there? Or? Uh, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. I was let you know that the uh, the person I was that because um, I was uh, I may have seemed distracted there, but what I was doing earlier was I was on a a message with somebody um, seeing if they were going to come on, but they're actually not feeling well. And and since they actually, if even if they were, since they didn't call in before the two hour, because um, I'm allotted two hours, but when it's done, it will. It, it, we're recording right now, you and I, as we're speaking, and as I'm speaking, it has a, instead of an on the air uh, red, it has a yellow that says record. And so that's what it's doing right now. It's recording us. But since they, even if they wanted to get on the show, since they didn't call before the show actually ended, my allotted time, then they couldn't call in anyway, even if they wanted to, because the studio shuts down except for um, my audios. I can play my audios, but otherwise, you know, the call and all that. But, you know, if if, if there were ever a day like today, even, even if I didn't think I was going to go over and, and I felt like, the Lord was leading me over, or whatever. Then I would, I would go, go for it, and all that. But um, uh, and uh, I was checking with. Uh, it says it records up to an hour, and it will be actually on the recording, so um, we can actually record up to an hour more. I'm not saying to just talk out of our heads and just talk for the sake of talking, but. Um, you know, we can go up to 11 if you want, or we can start winding it down. But I just, I contacted uh, customer support, and she says that, you know, when you do go over, like I was telling you, it does record and all that, but um, uh, for only, you know, an hour, which I guess their maximum is like three hours, and it will be actually on the recording. So that's pretty cool right there. So at least that's something for my FYI for future information as well because sometimes you get a guest who, you know, you might accidentally go over a little bit and, you know, maybe a couple of minutes or whatever. So um, uh, however long, if you want to go to 11 or if you just want to go a few minutes, it's it's up to you. But I feel like there's still a little bit that the Lord wants to do tonight that I feel right. he's laid on my heart. So if you want, we can go to 11. I'll keep an eye on the time here, and I'll, um, you know, I'll let you know. But it, it's it's totally up to you. 
Okay, yeah, go uh, go go ahead. You go go ahead with what you feel God has laid on your heart, and uh, I, I'm here with you. Okay, sounds awesome. So, I just uh, what I what I feel kind of like what I feel sort of was touched on a lot here. I, I feel, of course, the wonders of talking about the the fire of God and the Holy Spirit and, and just what he does for us in our lives. But then it seemed like it took a, a, a little bit of a a turn there and talking about, about, you know, his protection, the angels, and him saving us from, un, you know, from seen and unseen things. But what I really feel, and I know that you touched on it earlier, um, I, I, I feel that there are a lot of people, and I know we're going back to it, I, I, feel, I, I feel prompted, I feel it in my spirit that, as I was saying, a, a lot of people were raised with, with, you know, or have been around people that said that they loved them. You know, to them, love is a four-letter word. It's a bad word. It's it's a, almost like a it's it's a four letter word. It's not a good word to them, because people that have told them they love them, or were even in a a position of somebody that was supposed to love them, like a parent or a guardian or even a friend, or and I'm not talking about just little little things here, but I'm talking about major things that happened in their lives. Uh, abuse-wise or cruel, whatever the case may be, that they associate the word love with pain, with with people, you know, with anger, all, all the negative, bad stuff. They they associate that word. So to them, love is a four-letter word. And I'm asking you, Donna. I feel like it's in there. If you can reach deep inside of you, and then I'll flow off of you. But if you can reach deep inside you and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you, what to help these people who love is a four-letter word. It's a bad word. It's a negative word. Because all that they, you know, love, the people in their lives have hurt them in one form or another. They're not used to agape love. They want the love of God. They want to receive it. But how can they receive a four-letter word? How can they receive something that has always been bad in the name of love? Tell us about that. Reach inside and minister to those people in particular, and I'll flow off of you, letting you know we have about 32 minutes. Go, go ahead. Well, you know, there, and there are. There are so many people. And, you know, I, I went through that. I experienced that in my own life. Um, you know, from, uh, you know, going through the homes and all, um, you know, I had people tell me, oh, I love you, and then, you know, and then the next day they were gone. They weren't there. 
Well, they did. They hurt me. They physically hurt me. They, they, you know, they mentally, emotionally hurt me. But there was a lot of even the physical, and it did. It reached a point in my life where love was very much a four-letter word. It was a word that, would, to me, meant pain. It meant hurt. It meant loneliness. Until the day that I just fell on my face before God, and I said, God, I cannot handle this. I cannot take this. I cannot take another minute of this. I cannot take, you know, uh, any more of this hurt. And I just, I just left, you know, just, just fell, you know, with myself just completely open to him. And, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to just cry out and say, God, come. God, Give me what it is that I'm needing. Give me what it is that I'm looking for. Because I don't really even know what it is. I don't know what true love is because of what I've experienced in this world. And, you know, it's it, that's not the easiest thing to do when you've reached the point that love hurts. But, you know, no matter how many times we've been hurt in our lives, because of the human nature, uh, the, the part of us that needs that love, we will eventually, we will get up and we will go on to the next person, to the next thing, even though it's just as bad or sometimes even worse. It's just like you take a a, a, um, a woman, for instance, that has been in a, a physically abusive relationship, and she finally will get out of that relationship. And, you know, if you, if you sit and watch so many times what happens is, they will get out of one relationship and get right back into another relationship with someone different, but yet it's the same thing. The abuse is still going on and all. It's like they, they just attract these people, and yet they're willing, no matter how much they've been hurt, to continue to go and, they, and, and to continue to get into these relationships in hopes that eventually they're going to find one that's not going to hurt them. And the reason that we do that is because God made us to where we want love. We have to have love. We need love in our life. But we have to stop looking towards man for it or woman for it. You know, we have to turn our lives over and look to God for it. And, you know, we don't have to go to church and get fancy and have a big, long, drawn-out prayer and all. All we have to do is just cry out from our hearts, God, I need you. God, I need this love that these people are talking about. I've heard Deborah and Donna talking about love and joy, and I've never really experienced that in my life. And that's what I need. That's what I'm missing. That's what I've wanted my whole life. I've looked for. And when you do that, God will come in. His spirit will come in like a flood and and will bring that love and will wash over you and will will just come in and will heal all that pain, all that hurt, all of that that the world has given you. He will remove it and fill it up with him. That is that is a, that's a good word right there because we just ask if if people that um, who are experiencing that that situation 
will just ask him to reveal to them, say, God, I, I, I want this love. I want to know what love is, but to me, love is a four-letter word. Love is associated with pain. Love is associated with anger, all the negative bad things. Show me what agape love is. Show me what true love is, even though I wish there was a different word for the word love, so I wouldn't associate it with that. So, do you know what I understand what I mean? Yes, 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 I do, I do. And, you know, we we do. We You know, we reach a point where, um, you know, I, I know I reached a point that if someone smiled at me and, and, and acted nice towards me, I wanted to run. I wanted to go the other way because all of my experiences told me, get away from them. They may be smiling at you, but they're going to hurt you. Just as soon as you let them into your life, they're going to hurt you. Something's going to happen. And I even had gone through a period in my life where I went out and I I was homeless, and I went out and I found a place out in the woods. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to live out here in the woods away from people. I didn't want anybody. I didn't want anything to do with people. I thought, if I can just stay away from everybody and everything, then nothing can come and nothing can hurt me anymore. Of course, then the loneliness hurt me. So, you know, I, I, you, you just, you know, until you turn to God and you let him come in and fill that area of your life with the true love, the only real love there is, you're not going to get away from the pain. You're not going to get away from the hurt. Um, because we're made to, you know, we're not made to be alone. God made us to have fellowship. And the fellowship he made us to have is to, to have that fellowship with him. And as long as we're separated from him and we're just walking out there in the world without him, then there is not going to be a good relationship. There's not going to be the love, the peace, the joy that we need, because all, only that only comes in having that personal relationship with him. And that relationship comes so easy if we just come to him and ask him. And we just say, you know, Lord, here I am. I'm broken. I'm hurt. I'm down. I'm discouraged. But here I am. I'm giving you to me. Come in and and heal me. Come in and fix me. Come in and be all that I need. And he will. He will hear your cry. He will answer. He will come in and he will show you more love than you thought ever was possible. That's a, that's a, that right there is a, is a wonderful, wonderful thing because God is, is, he is love. And for the people who have unfortunately had to associate things like that, as you were saying, um, as you were feeling yourself and as you experienced uh, the things that you went through as well, because you were at the point where you just wanted to go and just go live in the woods or just be wherever it was and just be by yourself so that people couldn't hurt you. And, um, and But then the loneliness hit. 
So that's right. And that's painful in itself as well because, uh, I mean, that is a – we weren't made to be alone. We weren't made to be lonely. We were made, you know, to, to be loved and uh, to love and fellowship with God, have intimacy with him. And so it just – it's um, – it, you know, you know we God weren't – you know, you know, God created everything that there is. He created the heavens and the earth. He created the, the animals. He created the angels. But then he created man. And the reason he created man was because he wanted someone that would fellowship with him willingly. Not because they had to not because they were created to worship him and to fellowship with him, but because they chose to, because they wanted to. He wants so badly to come to us, to love us, to fellowship with us, and that's what he created us for. And because of that, that's why we spend our lives looking for something to fill those areas in our lives. Unfortunately, we find them in all the wrong places, and we do. We get the hurt. We get the loneliness. We get, you know, everything that comes along with it until we get into that place that we reach out and we accept that love and that fellowship from God because he is the only true love. And if we don't have God in our life, not only can we not experience love, we can't really love anybody. That's a good point. It's a really good point because if you don't have that that in your life, then how are you gonna how are you gonna love anybody if you really don't know what real love is? How how can you? I mean, if you can't give what you don't have. That's right. That's right. You know, and we can try. You know. People go out and, and and they go from from one boyfriend to another to another or one girlfriend to another to another to another and from one drug to, to alcohol to other drugs to everything that people do in this life, they do it, you know, to try to fill that hole, that void in their life that nothing can fill but God, um, you know. How can you expect somebody to love you, to love you in the proper way and not hurt you if they've never experienced love themselves? And if they don't know God, if they don't have a personal relationship with God, they have never experienced true love. So if they've never experienced it, then they don't even know what it is. So there's no way they can give it. How can you love yourself? if you don't know what the true meaning of love is. So I think in all of that, I think with with allowing for the people that have in that situation, as you were saying, you know, like what you just said, but allowing yourself to be vulnerable, to trust, of course, God, I'm not saying, you know, if, if a person is in a, I'm talking about God here. 
allowing yourself to be vulnerable because God, he's good. He's everything good. He's complete opposite of the devil. Devil wants nothing but bad and and evil and wicked for, for us. But God is good and God is love and people can't, they're not going to be able to, I, I, you know, I, I'm taking a chance and saying, God, I love you. I mean, I don't know what love is, true love. I don't know what agape love is. I want to know what love is. Please uh, show me what love is. I'm willing to trust you the best I can. Um you know, I'm willing to do that, but show me. So I think just getting real with God and saying, "Yes, I, w- I would like to. I would like to know what love is, but please show me." And just being real with Him, saying your fears, your your, you know, that it's not that you don't want to trust Him, but it's just the things that you've been through in life, and that you want Him to. Uh, to be able to, you want to know what it means. And uh, so um, um, I just wanted for people who may be wondering what agape means, that's a classical Greek, and it's often translated unconditional love. And it's one of the Greek words translated into English as love. Um, one which became particularly appropriate in Christian theology as a love of God or Christ for humankind. In the New Testament, it refers to the covenant love of God for humans, as well as the human reciprocal love for God. The term necessarily extends to the love of one's fellow man. Although the word does not have a specific religious connotation, it has been used by, by, by variety of contemporary and ancient resources. Anyway, it talks of this reading from Wikipedia. So basically, it just means agape receives a broader. It's just a broader. It's a, it's unconditional love. And it's it's um, and the term agape. Uh, in the is was used by early Christians to refer to the self-sacrificing love of God for humanity, uh, in which they were committed to reciprocating. But so basically, uh, I, I've I've seen these little sayings, uh, little bumper stickers or whatever, and they say, "How much do you love me, God?" This much, he answered, and then he stretched out his arms and died. Amen. Amen. Yes, the, you know, the, the agape love is that love that God showed to us on the cross. That's the, that, that's the only way we can define what agape love is. The only true and real love, that love that loved us enough that even before we were right with him, while we were yet still sinners, he stretched out his arms and he died for us. He took that beating. He took the pain. He took the humiliation. He took everything that he went through out of love for us. You know, he he isn't asking 
for for anything. You know, I heard one time someone say, you know, well, you know, what's what's the difference in 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 your God and in Muhammad? And you know, I heard an answer that I just really loved. It said. You know, if you love uh, Muhammad, he wants you to die for him. But Jesus is exactly the opposite. Because he loved us, he died for us so that we could live. That's powerful. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, say a, a prayer for for people who are are trying to find real love. We've got about approximately 15 minutes. Uh, probably like 13, four, I'd probably start, uh, so we need to start winding down. I have it, you know, um, uh, you know, winding, wrapping it up, as they say, and putting our last thoughts in. I, I feel led to pray for people. We'll just, be, we'll just flow with the Holy Ghost for about 15 minutes. I don't see if I have time close by, but I just want to give you a heads up. All right. Father God, I just thank you right now. For everybody who's tuned in live tonight and who's going to listen to the to the rebroadcast of the archive to the replay, Father God, I just thank you right now that you're you're near to the brokenhearted, that you're near to them, that you are love. You love this so much that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life, and that's how much you love us, God. You loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, you stretched out your arms and you died. Not only that, you died, but you died the horrific torture and, and, and took on the sins and the shame and the sickness, disease of the world and even the hurts that people have experienced and the, the, the cruelty to them and the abuse that, that, that they're not able to, to know what real love is. So, Father... You are love, and I ask you right now to envelop them in your love and give them a revelation of what true, unconditional love is, about what love is, your love. Because there's other things that they suffered and went through. That's not love. That's oppression by people or... Or, or whatever's been happening, that was the, the decision and the, the, act of, the act of will of somebody else that caused them to, to go through that. So, Father, right now I just I thank you ahead of time for giving them that true and unconditional love and a revelation of it, Father. I thank you so much for that. And I thank you that that you just touch them right now and that those suffering loss, Father, that you'll help them. And I I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Donna? Man. Uh, Well, you know, I think I, I will. I will just pray, Lord, that you would just come and that you would open their eyes, Father God, that you would mend their hearts, Lord. Let them come and and receive from you, Father God. I come against any fear, Father God, that would come at them to try to stop them from coming and just being open to you, Father God. I come against that fear 
you are not man that you, uh, you know, would hurt them. So I just command all fear to lead them, each and every one of them, take their hands off their life so that they can be open to the full love and, and, and power of God in their lives. And, Father, I thank you that you are coming right now and that you are filling them with a peace and a joy and a love that they have never known before, the love that comes only from you, the love that they want to take out and share with the world, Father God, the love that they want to reach out to others, Father, that they want to show to their family, to their friends, and to all that they come in contact with, Father God. Fill them overflowing with that love, with your love, Father God. Let that your love flow into every area of their life. Let it fill up all those areas that feel so empty, Lord. That the, all the areas where where the pain had been left, Father God, that your love would come in and just push all the pain, all the hurt, all the all, all of that out, Father God, and just fill every single area of their lives with you, with your realization and the fullness of your love and of your spirit and of your peace. In Jesus' mighty name we ask, and we thank you, Lord. We praise you for all that you are doing in each and every life tonight, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Father. Thank you so much. I just thank you, Father God, right now. And if anybody out there listening has a prayer request, wants to talk further about this love of God, you can call 866-857-4837. That is 866-857-4837. Or you can go to revival.com slash prayer. Or you can just go to revival.com and find the prayer, the prayer, uh, the place where you, you put a prayer request. Or you can call that number 24-7 that I just gave you. And I know that people are standing by that, that love. They love God. they got the fire of God. And they, they want to share his love. And they'd be more than happy to pray with you. And um, also, you can send me a prayer request at uh, Fire Talk Radio, the number two at yahoo.com. That is Fire Talk Radio, the number two at yahoo.com. F I R E T A L K R A D I O the number two at yahoo.com and that's revival.com that's r-e-v-i-a-v r-e-v-i-v-a-l.com and also I am delighted to tell you about a wonderful school Donna and I have both been to it's a bible college it's wonderful isn't it Donna it is. Yeah, so we're both graduates of and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to play a clip for you on that and then I have some really exciting news to tell you about this about this college. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it here for you in just a moment. And so 
But I let you know that there is a River Bible Institute, the River School of Worship, and the River School of Government, which just went uh, full uh, full uh, time instead of instead of a little bit of time. But um, it's it's a wonderful wonderful school, and it is just it's just awesome. Hold hold on a second while I play this clip for you. In the world, there is a problem. People are hurting. People are empty. Some very alone. People are broken. Many are lost. What they need is hope. They need healing. They need love. They need a savior. They need someone who will lay down their life. Someone with the fire of God who will hear God's call and bring Jesus to the world. What they need is a revival. There is a place called the River Bible Institute, a place dedicated to training believers how to live, minister, and flow in the anointing. And it's for anyone, whether your heart is in business or full-time ministry. This is a place the Word of God is taught and demonstrated. The Word will challenge those of you attending to find clarity in your calling and deepen your relationship with the Lord. It will provide you with a new perspective on how to reach the lost for Christ and live in God's life-changing power. It is a place where you will be empowered to make a difference and set your world on fire with revival. God is calling for all believers. Will you answer? And that's the question, will you answer? I have got some great news because if you feel like you have got the call of God on your life, I have been given permission from the dean of the college and from the administration to give you a scholarship to come and join the River Bible School or the um, River School of Worship and so you're, you, I, you just call 866-857-483-R-I-V-E-R. So you have a scholarship. Just call them. Tell them you are listening on Fire Talk Radio and that you have a scholarship. I gave you a scholarship. The host, Deborah Lacewell, gave you a scholarship. They may say, huh, what? Just tell them, and the administration, when they look at it, will know what you're talking about. I am really excited to be able to tell you you have got a scholarship. Just call that number. They're at, they're in the midst of their first quarter, but you, their spring is coming up in uh, January is another intake that you can come and be a part of. 
And we've got about four minutes, but isn't that exciting news, Donna? It is. It is very exciting. And, you know, I went, uh, I, I came in on the, at the, the January intake, uh, sort of the halfway mark, you know, uh, as it is for school. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I could not get enough of it. It is awesome teaching, awesome anointed pastors and teachers and you know no matter where you are with your in your walk with God you will learn more and you will enjoy it and it will help empower you to go out and reach all the others out there that are looking for this love that we all have been looking for amen to that so for everyone who listens on on Tuesdays uh, we're going to be having uh, the Bible study tomorrow Karen Sumrall We'll be doing that, which I'm really looking forward to. Saturday, I'm going to be doing my teaching if if nothing else, if nothing changes on the healing on Saturday at 8 p.m. And then again next Monday, Frank Summerall said that he's going to be conti- he's going to continue his uh, his teaching on healing. And Donna, I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight as uh, and. Uh, doing this show with me and co-hosting. It's been wonderful having you here. We've got about maybe two minutes, if that, before this cuts off recording. Anyway, we can talk as long as we want, but nobody will get the benefit. <laughs> I am so glad you joined me tonight. I'm well, going to I go ahead. Thank you for having me. I have so much enjoyed it. I, I love talking about the goodness of God and His Word, and I am just excited that I was able to to be with you tonight. And and I just pray that that everyone that listens um, tonight and and in the weeks to come that they will receive exactly what it is that God has for them. Amen to that. I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Thanks once again, Donna, and I'm sure you won't be a stranger. I'm going to close it out now. All right. Thank you. Hold one. And I just want to let everybody know that, that, uh, as you know, we talked about the fire of God, and Jesus is a baptizer in the Holy Ghost and, and with fire. The fire, fire of God right now. The fire, fire on you right now. Fire.